Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm Perry, your host, and I have a couple of very special guests on the show today. This is a first. We've not actually had uh, had movie producers, movie directors on, on the show before, but uh, this is something really cool that we're, we're about to do. So I, I'm going to let you all, y'all introduce yourselves. Oh, so this is Josh Reedford. I'm a producer with the film production company Mr. Pictures, and I'm also the producer of the upcoming film Bullet County. Yeah. And I'm David McCracken. I wrote, directed the movie, and I play Keaton in the movie as well. Awesome. Well, Josh, David, thank you all so much for, for being on the show. Um, Absolutely. So, so, so Bullet County, um, give a little bit of a synopsis uh, just kind of of the, the movie itself. Um, before we get into like the, um, you know, more more the production aspects of it. Sure. Um, so the movie takes place in 1977. Uh, it's an action thriller about these four friends who reunite after 10 years to uh, get together for a bachelor party, and they want to go on the. Uh, it's it's a fictional. It's called the the Bluegrass Bourbon Trail. It's you know very similar to to what we have now, but obviously none of that existed in the 70s. But you know we bend <laughs> the facts a little bit <laughs> for for right. narrative. Um, right. So they want to go on this uh, on this Bluegrass Bourbon Trail, and they discover one that a lot of their favorite distilleries have now been turned into wineries because you know mid-70s things in the bourbon industry weren't as amazing as they are now right um so that kind of plays into it but then they hear about this legend of buried prohibition money that might be hidden out somewhere in bullet county kentucky and so they go off and search for that and end up turning against each other and you know pursued through the woods and facing the elements that kind of thing and it it takes off in a very thriller direction um yeah, it's it's a pretty fun movie. <laughs> it sounds like it, especially considering all the murder that's involved. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> so so, where are you guys from originally? We're both from Evansville, Indiana. Okay, so and not now, actually Kentucky boys. Yeah. Not Kentucky, but we spent a lot of time there uh, growing up, and I mean, we we completed the uh, craft trail. I think twice. Yep. Wow. And the regular bourbon trail at least twice as well. Um, yeah. So we, we've we've been around the block. <laughs> we did our quote unquote research very uh, thoroughly. Very much. <laughs> we even made it all the way out to Old Pogue and oh, drove nice. all over the place trying to find certain uh, smaller craft places that were out of the way. So yeah, right. we've, we've gotten lost in Kentucky a lot. Good. <laughs> well, hey, no better place to get lost, right? Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah, so so I'm guessing you guys then are fairly big bourbon drinkers, um, mm-hmm. yes. based on that comment. Yeah, uh, I yes. would I would say we qualify as that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I mean, it's a bourbon podcast, so we can yeah. actually talk about about bourbon a little bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what do you guys tend to sip on as your uh, maybe daily drinker, or or you know, what do you gravitate towards, David? Um, it depends on. Uh, how I want to treat myself. If I <laughs> if I want to be a cheapskate, I usually dig into some Old Crow. Um, oh wow! If that's if I, I want to be a cheapskate, that is cheapskate which is yeah. yeah. Um, and then if I want to, you know, step it up a notch, I do like the standard uh, Woodford. Um, and if I want to be really nice to myself, I do the Woodford Double Oaks or the Bullet Ten Year. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Josh? Uh, I think 
when I'm just, if I'm, you know, making uh, cheap mixed drinks, I, uh, there's a really, really great discount on John B. Stetson at, uh, at my local liquor store. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it works pretty well for that. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, when, I, when I'm just, like, sipping on something that, uh, that I, I want to enjoy the actual bourbon, um, I, I, I really I, – I wish I knew which particular recipe it was, but there's one of the Four Roses single barrel – um, combos oh, nice. that I just I, yeah. I, I tried it the first time and I haven't been able to find another one like it but that that one I still have I still have a couple of those that's always good I'm kind of with David on the um, the bullet 10 year um, small batch I love that and it's a great yeah, bourbon yeah it really it really is I, I have a I have a bottle of their um, cask strength that I still haven't tried yet but I'm kind of looking forward to that um, yeah and, de- definitely try that Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah will do. Uh, and, and yeah, the the Woodford Double Oaked is also. I, I we we have we have some fun stories from the first time that we got that one. And I, I just I like I like it, and I also just like the memories that it that it evokes. So yeah, those are kind of my go tos as well. We also well, uh, both we also both like Noah's Mill too. Oh yeah, Noah's Mill's very. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. yeah, Noah's yeah. Mill's great. Mm-hmm. Will it so, does some good stuff. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it, what it kind of sounds like is that you know you're alluding to these stories that you've developed with, uh, you know, it, with your relationship with bourbon. Um, what were some of the stories that kind of inspired you, David, uh, when you were, you know, preparing to write the this movie? And you know, you you also said you directed and you starred in it too, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So the the triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> what what was what was some of your inspiration behind this this film? Um, it was actually uh, during uh, some formative uh, a period of time in my life and Josh's life. Um, I was the best man at his wedding, um, mm-hmm. and I play Gordy's best man in the movie. Um, and honestly, I, I I forget how it coincided. I, I believe I had to do some. Uh, I was doing another script uh, that had to do with bourbon and Kentucky, and I think I was going to do some research for that and go on the trail. And then uh, I just told Josh about it, and you know, we just kind of did the trail together. Over the it was actually over in the winter, so it was a really nice, like, kind of you know, Christmassy oh, wow. time. It was a really good time to do it because they weren't very busy the distilleries and you got kind of the more personal touch from all of the um yeah the 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 folks there and so we got some nice behind the scenes looks that maybe a lot of people wouldn't normally get and so i think it was over the course of a couple weeks josh and i would um you know be in our home base in evansville and we'd go down and hit a few and kind of back and forth um and we just really fell in love with the whole experience i think up till then we hadn't um Bourbon was, you know, we drank bourbon, but it wasn't something that we really thought much about. And sure. going through that whole process, just kind of like it was, it was so much about the process, the tradition, um, the earthiness of it all. Uh, Josh and I are big campers, so okay. we love the yeah. outdoors, and so it just all kind of coalesced. It was very much like a bourbon came to symbolize a lot about us in terms of 
the things that we like, not just the bourbon itself, but everything behind it. And um, so through that, it kind of became this thing of like we really, you know, bonded over bourbon. We were already best friends. We'd been since high school. But it was something that yeah. was like it just made sense for a movie because the the bourbon world's so rich, and it does lend itself so easily to symbolism of like nostalgia and friendship and um, even the color of it. We wanted to mimic that for the the color palette of the movie and yeah. shoot it in the fall. So it just made it. It just from that experience, it it sprung all these other ideas for the movie. Well, let's talk to you a little bit about the setting of the movie because. It, it, it's a it's a very interesting time period. You kind of uh, alluded to that a little bit as well, and also just the you know the actual location, Bullet County. You know why Bullet County over say like McCracken um, County? <laughs> yeah, or or um, you know Franklin, or you know places where you know it's more well known for bourbon. It's the name. Mm-hmm. It sounds like okay. a thriller. <laughs> yeah, it really was. We went during our travels. It just was a name that stuck out when we see we would see that sign near entering Bullet County, and we thought that sounds very menacing. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah, because yeah, it's got that play yeah. on words. You know, bullet and a bullet. It's you know because that that kind of plays into it, and the so it's, yeah, it's just got it's that yeah like that very biting sound. Bullet. Sorry, I, I lost you just, a little bit there. Oh no, you're fine. I'm I was just rambling about bullets. <laughs> Put the gun down. No, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it really was as simple as that. It's just the name. It's it's a very strong name. Like yeah, Jurassic Park. For sure. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys film in Bullet County? We didn't get a chance to, honestly, because we had, uh, I mean... Uh, movie productions are like a traveling circus. <laughs> so <laughs> to try to move that many people around, especially um, a lot of the stuff we were shooting, it's out in the woods. It's supposed to be in the middle of nowhere or at farmhouses. And so we got real close to there. Um, we did shoot in Kentucky, but we were not able to. I don't think we actually stepped foot in Bullet County. We did go there, obviously, for research, and we um, were in contact with the tourism. Yeah, and we took I, I, we took some of the of the cast and crew on a day off through a you know, right. couple of the places there. Uh, right. So there's, I'm sure there's probably some behind the scenes video or, or pictures and stuff of us being in actual Bullet County, but I don't <laughs> yeah, think anything yeah. in the movie made it to that. And we also did a lot of, we did a lot of location scouting there in terms of pictures, photos and stuff to give to the team. Yeah. So for the production design, they could make, you know, other parts of Indiana and Kentucky look like Bullet County. So that's right. why we've had some, we've had a lot of people from Bullet County swear they recognize parts in the movie and and we said well, we promised it's not really bullet county but we did try to make it to look emulate that, like that. yeah, yeah sure. so yeah. yeah yeah um what one of the you know you guys sent me the uh, the epk just to the electronic press kit to kind of look over before we chatted about this one of the things that um you know i, I of course noticed was when it was completed it was completed october of last year how long was this movie kind of uh, in production in in terms of like all the way from inception up till you know when it was completed last last year uh well we started we started filming to almost exactly two years ago so okay. production was a month we ended uh we went mid-october to mid um november of 2016 and then so the movie took a little under a full year to complete after production but um before production 
that's kind of hard to tell because it did. I mean, pre-production and story development and things like that is just such a nebulous process. But it was probably we were probably working two, on it for two or three years. Uh, I would say two years. Two years, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. yeah. But once we got going, we we really it was it was a very fast process for a, a film of of this nature. We really had our ducks in a row to be able to finish it before the world premiere at Austin Film Festival last right. year. Yeah. Uh, let, let's chat to a little bit about um, the the casting behind it. You have a pretty diverse cast, uh, you know, in in terms of where all these people are coming from. Um, so talk about you know the the main players in this movie and and not just their uh, the the people behind the the characters, but also you know what their characters actually are like in the movie. Um. Uh, so, so Mike, uh, Nelson, the lead actor, he, I met him whenever I was doing my USC thesis at, um, uh, the graduate uh, film program at USC. And, um, so I cast him there. It, it was a really tough role. It was like a comedy drama role. And, um, I saw a lot of people for it, couldn't find the right person and finally came across him and got along with him really well. He was great great to work with, great actor. And through that process, I actually didn't know it when we cast him, but he's from Northern Indiana. And, um, oh, wow. yeah, so it's, so he lives in LA now. Um, but, uh, um, and so I had a great experience on that. And then after when we were developing this movie, um, I pretty, it was one of the first decisions made about it, even before I started writing was to write the role for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so because it, it is like a, a different role, the, the character he plays is very complicated and he is uh, he's got some some dark demons, you know, uh, suppressed. And so the whole movie is kind of about this guy that is has a lot of suppressed problems and he it's the whole keep it bottled up metaphor of bourbon and he's uh, <laughs> not not able to beat it. And so that's it. So he kind of goes a little bonkers. Um <laughs> And so I just thought, you know, for uh, a primarily comedic actor like him, I really thought it would be interesting to see him do some scary, you know, darker stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, see, Napoleon, the British fellow, he, I met him at a, a, a directing project I did at USC as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, then, uh, oh, Jenny, I guess. We yeah. Just, yeah, Jenny was someone yeah, that Jenny we found. Too. Yeah, we found her through it. We watched a lot of casting videos and. She kind of came out on top and, and just sort of kind of understood this character of Robin, of, a, you know, a, a, a girl who's kind of just been one of the guys, but she's also tried to kind of get away and create her own life. And she gets thrown into this situation of, like, these other guys who are kind of just stuck back in how they used to be. And, you know, she's, she's trying to fight this loyalty of friendship, but also trying to be her own woman and, and be, and, you know, there's also a larger metaphor in the film of kind of a woman being stuck in a violent man's world and kind of trying to deal with that. And so, uh, yeah, she's, she's quite a complex character. And I think Jenny did a, a really good job of tapping into that. So one, one of the things too, that's really stood out to me about, you know, everything that you've discussed about the movie so far and, and that I've, you know, found from reading about it was that you you know, in your director's statement, you have to put in this caveat of, it's still a fun movie, I promise. <laughs> you know, how, how are you able to balance, you know, what you consider the, the fun aspects of it with some of these heavier topics and the, you know, 
the more gruesome aspects of the movie as well. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is that, uh, you know, we wanted to do something that tackled some serious issues, but do it in an entertaining way because, um, I, I think the movies that we always respond to are the ones that are first and foremost entertaining. And then they, the ones that are the best are the ones that entertain you and then stick with you. And so we wanted to do something like that, that wasn't messagey or, uh, in your face about, uh, you know, issues and things like that. We wanted it to be an entertaining movie first and foremost. And it is actually, um, you know, a lot of the people that we've uh, talked to after screenings and stuff, they do say they're surprised how funny it is Mm -hmm. because we did make sure, I think every single actor in this movie is primarily a comedic actor. Mm -hmm. And we did that on purpose because we knew that some of the darker stuff could go way too heavy unless it was tempered by uh, comedy, basically. So it is it is a funny movie and it is an enjoyable one and we made sure to go real over the top and fun and bombastic with it all. Yeah. And it's kind of in that spirit of some of our favorite movies from the 70s, things like Easy Rider which, you know, the first half of the movie is just this goofy kind of road trip on motorcycles and you know guys getting high and just like talking and about nothing and i it's just like a really it's a very fun just kind of romp but then it gets really weird and dark um but they i you know we've that so many of that kind of style movie they did such a good job of of being able to do do both of those have their cake and eat it too and i we we wanted to kind of emulate that with this one i think we succeeded david was it challenging for you as an actor to kind of balance those two sides to a character in that sense um well yeah for for me that was that was something i always had to keep in mind because um uh i you know because i was wearing a lot of hats and because it is just a very you're always trying to beat the clock every day of production uh usually the acting would be the last thing on my mind and um so it was pretty often where I would just be memorizing them right before I had to had to do it, uh, the lines, <laughs> and um, and so in those cases you're you're kind of just defaulting to uh, every conversation that you've had with the other actors and the thoughts you've had and everything, and and I, I constantly had to remind myself that of the direction that I was giving everybody, which was big. We're all going really big. Like, sure. don't don't feel like you're overacting in this movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because um, it's that type of movie. And so I had to constantly remind myself because it is easier to just try to go subtle. Um, and yeah, when you're acting big, you feel kind of odd. It just feels <laughs> like oh, this is kind of tacky. But um, I constantly had to remind myself of that aspect, the fun aspect of it, because it is very easy to just kind of go straight down the middle, but we wanted to have kind of a diagonal approach to a lot of the material. Josh, talk a little bit too about uh, y- your side of it, because you're the, you're the producer on the movie. What, was, um, you know, what were some of the more challenging aspects of your job um, with this particular movie, and you know, what, what excited you about it? What you know, made you want to keep putting 100% into it? Sure. Um, you know, it's funny, the things that I thought were going to be the biggest challenges ended up not being the biggest challenges. I, you know, I think one of the questions that we get a lot is, did was it 
just so difficult to make a movie set in the 1970s. And honestly, that was one of the easier parts of, of putting it all together. Um, you know, we knew that this, this small town in, um, in southern Indiana looks like a town out of the 70s. Um, we knew that there was a lot of people that would be willing to just bring old cars to set and just let us use them for the day. Um, I mean, it, it was really – the costuming was was. Probably easier because it was 70s because finding retro clothes like that are just easier. So, you know, trying to kind of watch out for all of that stuff, that was one of the easier parts of it. And I'm kind of one of the exciting things of kind of building this world. Um, I mean, as with any indie movie, I think one of the biggest challenges was just making sure that we had all the funding and that was just, uh, yeah. So, you know, like there was, it, it wasn't like somebody just <laughs> wrote us a check for the whole thing. It was like, Piecemeal. Oh, you didn't get that? Oh, I didn't I get I that. Oh, you. no. Whoops. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, um, the but post you, office. <laughs> dang it. <laughs> but, you know, we just, like, we piecemealed it together from a bunch of different sources. And, and I mean, it was an ongoing process. And, and we just made it work as we went along. I, so that was honestly one of the, the most challenging. But um, everything about it was, was so rewarding to... Be, to go out and, and be finding all of these people that were going to be part of our crew and bring them all together and and kind of like build this it was it was almost like a family by the time we ended filming um, because everyone just kind of came together and it was really neat to kind of be back in our home turf in, in Evansville sure. um, in southern Indiana uh, and to bring all of these people into that and um, you know like by the end of the whole process, I kind of felt like this, like, proud father of this whole, like, you know, <laughs> motley crew of people. You definitely had the gray hairs. I, I did. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and then there was just all the things that I didn't expect, like the, the day that uh, we just destroyed a, a toilet at this one of the locations and I ended up spending the evening after everybody went home trying to repair a toilet like nobody tells you you're gonna have to do that kind of thing and more than once <laughs> more right? than there, was, once. there was several toilets oh, gosh. Yeah. broken yeah but uh no I mean it, it's like you just kind of take it one day at a time and and one challenge at a time and it's it's kind of like just solving a bunch of puzzles and I, I I like that kind of thing drives me and I love the creative components of it and the logistical components of it and I like that my job kind of is where that Venn diagram of, of those kind of things meet and, and and that's what that's what gets me out of bed every day. Yeah and Josh and I have have a really great relationship in that respect because we are both a logistic minded and creative minded and so we were actually on this um, on Bullet County. There were a number of problems that came up um, even before we started shooting that were just so rewarding to solve because you know a logistic issue would come up and we think how I'll give you a great example. So um, originally in an early draft of the script, the characters uh, all go to uh, some distilleries, and so we wanted to shoot in some real distilleries. And, um, and so we talked to some and a lot of them weren't able to because of other deals they had with other like reality shows mm -hmm. or things like that. It was, you know, right. brand issues and all that. And so for, you know, one reason or another, we, we just weren't able to work it out with, uh, with them. And so, you know, we thought, well, geez, we're making a bourbon movie. 
uh, on the trail and there's no distilleries in this. Like, what are we going to do? And then, and then, so we, we talked it over and we came up with the idea that, well, the movie's about these guys, these, these friends that are trying to, uh, um, relive the good old days and they're not able to because you can't because the past is irrepeatable yeah. or unrepeatable I'm sorry and so it made a it made perfect sense then that they actually would they would try to go to distilleries but every distillery has been converted to a winery because of what Josh was saying earlier how bourbon took a dive in the 70s and so it worked on a a factual basis. It worked uh, symbolically. It made it a lot funnier for these characters to show up and see all these women drinking wine, going, "What is going?" On? <laughs> all it wanted was a glass of bourbon. Yeah. And it was, and it was all because we couldn't logistically work out filming in distilleries, and it made the movie that much better. And there were time and after time of issues like that, that problems that seemed like they were going to tank the movie and ended up be- making the movie better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the fact that you guys pushed through and were able to overcome all of that is a testament to, to how, you know, much passion you had for this movie and how much you had invested in it. For sure. As well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's really cool to hear. <laughs> David, do you consider yourself more uh, writer, more director, more actor? Or, you know, do you, are you, are you able to, you know, justify or, or put a distinction between any of those three? Um, honestly, they, they kind of scratch different itches, um, because, uh, directing is so collaborative and, um, it is like Josh was saying, it's, it's problem solving at spur of the moment. Um, it's anything you can, you can't even think of will, will pop up and you have to have an answer or you have to know how to find the answer. Mm -hmm. Writing is so, so much more solitary. So, um, uh, you know, it, it, it does allow you to kind of be a little more thoughtful and um, try new things, whereas d- directing and acting, usually because there, there's the ticking clock every day, you kind of have to get, get it right on the first or second go because there's just sure. not a lot of time to mess around yeah. Um, unless you can build in some rehearsals for the acting. But even then, it's just a different thing. You're you're not on the set with all the pressures that come along with that. Um, so I don't really see myself as more than more of one or the other. Um, I just find them very enjoyable in different ways. And, um, and so, yeah, they, they're, they're all creative in their own way and they're all, um, problem solvey in their own ways too. (laughs) Mm. I, I lost you a little bit there, but I think I I think I got what you were. <laughs> I, was I think rambling. I got what you. Were. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of thoughts that you have to you know you have to put down. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know it is it is, um, but but all of that uh, again is only possible because we had um, such a good crew and such a good mm-hmm. cast, and we were supported by our families and friends in the community. Um, because yeah, if 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 you don't have a strong support system, it does. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do all of that. What kind of effect did the act of drinking bourbon have on the the, the production of this movie? Like, I, mm-hmm. I know that um, that like Gordy is. Uh, you said he's a recovering alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how did that play into you know? the themes that were created by, by the film and how did it influence the way that you wanted to portray these characters too? 
Well, on a practical level, we were shooting in the cold at night, and it was a good way to warm up. <laughs> it's also really good for morale. That's good for morale. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I was just very happy that so many people that came to Indiana to work on the movie, uh, all the cast and crew, a lot of them had never had bourbon. Mm-hmm. And so the movie itself just made a lot of new bourbon fans. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I think the, the, the finished film and the story that, that is actually, you know, what became the screenplay is very different than what we originally set out to make. Um, you know, and obviously it's, it's better than what our original idea was because everything kind of developed over time. But the, at the very core of it, the whole thing was inspired by you know, David and I's love of bourbon. And we wanted to do something that could just kind of take the, you know, something that we were passionate about. And then like, how do we just infuse that into a movie? And so I think that, you know, anybody that hung out with us for any semi extended period of time could see one that we were very passionate about bourbon. I mean, like you could hand us a bottle and probably not get us to shut up about like an experience at that distillery that we got it from, you know, like plop down a bottle of Noah's mill. And I can tell you about all four times that I've been to Willet and how each one is different and how I just <laughs> like, I go there and I'm like at peace with the world. And, you know, and, and so I think, <laughs> you know, I think people could sense that passion coming through for bourbon and then see how that translated into our passion for filmmaking and how this was kind of this beautiful um, melding of those two things and um, I don't know. I feel like that just sort of distilled its way into huh, no. still. Uh, I did hey, not mean to do that. Oh, thank boy. you, thank you. I'll be here all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sort of just distilled itself into the 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 production itself. Um, I don't know if that's an answer to the question that you that you specifically asked, but I feel like that's kind of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was just kind of the you know how how did bourbon really influence the you know the production behind it? So I think yeah, that question was definitely answered. Um, a yeah. couple things uh, before we get wrapped up here. Uh, on, a, on a lighter note, how would you, uh, what would you say is the perfect bourbon to pair with Bullet County? Like if, you, if you're oh. sitting down, would you oh. want, you know, a lighter pour, lower proof, or you want something maybe, you know, barrel proof, older aged? You know, what, what would be a really good bourbon to pair with Bullet County? I, for me, I would honestly say you should pair... Uh, I would pair like a rye with it, mm. um, which because you know it's it's kind of smooth, but it's also got like a spicy kick to it, and and kind of uh, unnerves you a little bit. Nah, that's my opinion. Wow. <laughs> we tried actually. We got um, one of those um, uh, small barrels. Oh yeah. Um, you know those kind of personal barrels. We got one prior to production and filled it with White Dog, so that it could age by the time we started, and we could all toast. But we kind of screwed it up, and it was just basically a white dog. <laughs> so we thought we were creating a bourbon that could be paired with the movie, but instead we just it just sat in a barrel and didn't age. Yep. So that didn't work. Uh, so we're not master distillers yet. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's all right. Um, last that's question right. Uh, b- before we get we get wrapped up here. Um, what what do you guys have planned for the future? What's next after after Bullet County? Uh, well, 
uh, right now we're working on a uh, a horror movie that's also takes place oh, yeah? in the 70s. It's a it's a ghost uh, female driven ghost story. It's actually over the course of three generations. So we have three Bullet County is over two uh, decades. It's the 60s and the 70s, and this one's 1917, 1977, and then 2017. Yeah. So it's a more ambitious one. That's pretty cool, yeah. though. Um, That's awesome. But it, yeah, but it's going to take place in the same like the universe, universe yeah. uh, that we created for Bullet County. So it's uh, there might be some little hidden Easter eggs in there that we might plop in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're pretty excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and currently though, we're just trying to really get the word out of Bullet County because we're it's opening on the. Uh, October 26th in AMC theaters nationwide, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, including Louisville, Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, it's got a full week-long engagement, maybe more if people sh- turn out in droves in the first weekend, we might be able to get an extension on it. And then yeah. uh, it's um, uh, finishing up its festival circuit uh-huh. right now as yeah. we speak. And in fact, then, it plays in Paducah in a couple weeks. That's awesome. right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then, and then it'll be on VOD uh, 100 platforms, Redbox, that kind of thing in February. Awesome. Yeah. So if you miss it in theaters, you can catch it that way. Mm-hmm. Great. Fantastic. Josh and David, thank yeah. you all so much for... Uh, was it, before oh, yeah. you go, so I got I got to ask, what is what is your what oh. is your go-to bourbon? <laughs> I, I noticed you have a beautiful shelf of bourbon behind yeah. you, and I'm like, I'm, I've been salivating just looking at it the whole time. I haven't even heard half of what you this said. Is a, uh, so this is just behind me, uh, a small portion of my, my collection. I have it kind of scattered all throughout like on my on my desk i have a whole bunch of stuff too and then downstairs my my wife is not super happy with the amount of bourbon that's in our house <laughs> but, you know um, so so my go-to uh tends to be one of two things uh either elijah craig small batch um mm-hmm. okay. or wild turkey 101 and turkey oh nice oh, that's turkey stuff, 101 yeah. is such a great bourbon for the price and for the proof i mean it, there's not really anything else in the market like it you know um but yeah you you can get that on southwest airlines yes, you can. and i do that very often yeah. <laughs> and that's the uh that's the only one that they'll carry too i think because their founder uh it was a big wild turkey 101 fan i think that's what why they have oh yeah. nice yeah anyway uh, no complaints here no no i saw matthew, matthew mcconaughey's got a new one out like that he curated yeah, long branch with wild turkey is that what yeah, it is long it's branch? okay this ain't good. It's fine. No, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. It's nothing special. It's, uh, you might say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, with that, I think we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to end this. Josh and David, thank you all so much. Uh, best of luck to you guys with Bullet County in the future. Uh, October 26th is when it opens nationwide. Be sure to go out and, and see that. Uh, if you want to follow up with them, uh, where if, if people want to follow up with you on social media, where can they do that? Uh, we are on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of thing. Uh, it's the same tag all the way across the board. Uh, it's Mr. Pictures Film. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for being on the show. Uh, if you want to follow up with us on social media, you can use the, the handle at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. If you have questions or comments, use uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com and then find our apparel and merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. I'll be back with you next week. Josh and David, once again, thank you guys so much for being on. It's been a real treat chatting with you. 
Uh, yeah, thanks. thanks so much, Barry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you all for listening. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out. I'll see you next week. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. Bye.